So welcome to Breakfast with Your Friends, and I, Connie, what would you do if I started an OnlyFans account? That's a good question. I think I would be curious to know what would be your sex work um, for, like, what's it called? Special, I guess? I like, would what be would you... making coffee, but naked. Okay. And I'd swing my junk around in a helicopter formation. Okay. But only if people paid. And then step five, profit. Yeah. Yeah. I would I would be able to retire. It'd be Christmas come early. So you're never getting a job as a public school teacher? No. After this? No. Well, uh, you know, some, <laughs> some sacrifices need to be made. Yeah. Your dream of teaching, like, third graders is out the window. Oh, and I find would, your only fans. I would also wear a pixie outfit while doing it. What is a pixie outfit? You know, just like green translucent wings and like maybe a golden crown. Okay. So you're like a life-size Brian-looking Tinkerbell. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Who's naked and making coffee. Yep. Okay. And like playing with myself while drinking it. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> I have to admit that I've never watched OnlyFans. So I don't really know if that's par for the OnlyFans course. Or if that's pushing it for OnlyFans uh, material. I want to explore the avant-garde in pornography. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. You pick up where, like, Dali left off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, like, I I want to, like, strip while, like, a pic- like, a video of a cow getting his eye cut is playing in the background. I am Moon. Shen! Andalusia. Yeah, there it <laughs> anyway. is. Uh, welcome to Breakfast with Your Friends, a podcast where we talk about avant-garde porn now, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Brian. That is Connie, if I'm not mistaken. That's still me. Yep. Okay. Yep, I have not been replaced, mainly because I can't be, because neither of us is more than 50% of the shares. So we're at a stalemate. <laughs> We've been locked in. Like... Every, every vote is like 50-50. We're like, fuck. Oh, man. And there's no like vice president who could like sway it one way or the other. You know what? My house, my rules. That's not how that works. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> nice try. That's... <laughs> Wait. What? That's bullshit. No, that's for like card games. <laughs> that's not for like business ventures. Mm, okay yeah. fine fine right fine Maybe if we're playing like poker or something then we could play house rules but or yahtzee or i could go with a game of poker right now yeah i haven't played in forever mm-hmm. as i hiccup into the microphone last time you played poker you were winning money at a casino weren't you i yeah mm-hmm. yep i was starting to get good at like table poker mm-hmm. and, and you're would... like maybe i shouldn't gamble yeah, it gets, it's not a good idea because I'm good at it, but I'm not that good at it. You're good enough to lose your money. Well, no, I, I held my own at the tables. Mm-hmm. Like I could, I could go in and play for like six hours and walk away with like a hundred bucks pretty okay. much regularly. Yeah. Which is like, cool. Mm-hmm. Like I'm making, what's a hundred divided by six? Like and you're the mathematician. 18 bucks an hour. Right. But you could have also just worked at a job. Yeah, like, like I could, and it's it gets really boring after a while. Like yeah. sitting there waiting for like an idiot to come in with a bunch of money. 
mm-hmm. and then all the vultures come and just pluck away at their funds until he leaves. I guess you know that when, like, when you're walking up to a poker table in the casino, that it's bad if everyone's like interested in you. Oh yeah, they mm-hmm. they get chatty. Yeah, if people are talking to you, then that means you should leave. Yeah, just like most parties. I got a compliment from someone once saying that they thought I was a rube, but then I absolutely decimated everyone who sat down. You're like, thank you? And they're like, I judged you wrong, kiddo, <laughs> as we were like outside drinking. <laughs> like, based on how you looked and acted, I thought you were a rube. That's, but then, uh, <laughs> based on your the outcome. Yeah, they call them donkeys in the trade. Uh-huh. Yeah. I thought you were a donkey. Yeah, or a fish. Donkey is when you what the hell it's been a while i think donking is when you play a bad hand and then win anyway and then fish are people who just consistently like give their money Mm -hmm. that's why fish in real life don't have any money at all yep they in fact went to like you ever see it like a koi like just chilling out looking real like mopey it's because he just lost, like, hundreds of dollars at a poker table. That's why those koi are all, like, working in indoors in Chinese restaurants and small <laughs> pools. Because they're, like, they're just working for their money. Or their food, rather. They're working for their meals. It sounds working for their last meals. Yeah. <laughs> well, aren't we all? I, I don't think koi is tasty in any sense. Aren't we all just working for our last meals at the end of the day? That is a, like a W.S. Merwin poem is like in celebration of my death day. How is it? And he's like, you know, one day out of the year is going to be the day that I one day die. And so I'm going to celebrate it. Yeah, I was thinking about that in relation to other people recently. I was thinking about like my grandmother and all the times that we saw her. And then like little did she know and little did we know that that day in uh, July she would be de- dead it's weird oh. it, it's bizarre yeah and then it, i start thinking my brain's like and that's gonna happen to you i'm like nope nope next thought <laughs> next thought <laughs> next thought yeah this is this is a path that you can take in life and get real cynical about everything yeah yeah or you can join my only fans page <laughs> those are your options you can contemplate your own death or you can and you can find yourself strangely paying Brian to watch him dance around the kitchen naked like, wearing um, a Tinkerbell outfit. You can watch me masturbate as I look at a vacuum cleaner. Oh my god. That was the, like this last week. I forget what the guy's name was. Maybe you can look it up. That journalist. Oh my god. That fucking, what is it? The look, look it up. The New Yorker guy? Yeah, would you? Yeah. Was it Jeffrey Tubin? Is that, I, I, is that, that a name of somebody? Tubin. Tubin um, Zoom call. No, that's a composer, Tubin. Uh, here we go. New Yorker masturbator. <laughs> there we go. Jeffrey Tubin. I was go. right. Oh yeah, my God. You got it. Well, I feel bad for him. I also feel bad for the people that had to watch that because, like, they were just going to work and they didn't want to watch him doing that to them sexual harassment in some ways but i do feel bad for him because i do believe that he did not know (laughs) that he was on that call still you know what i mean yeah i feel like like i almost once took my pants off (laughs) 
on a Zoom call, and I totally didn't mean to. You were, like, standing up in front of the camera, weren't you? Because you yeah. were, like, pacing. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm a pacer, so if you, like, you know, and, like, I had an itch, and I was just like, I can just take these pants off. You and didn't then I'm know like, that. Oh, your, my God. Your camera was on, right? You forgot. And I was, like, looking at the person I was talking to as I was doing so it. So he was watching you pace, and then he watched you, like, grab for your waistband, and then he's probably thinking, wow, this... Could this go. is happening. Yeah, this is happening. And then you No, stopped. and then I did pivot. I managed to, like, look like I was shifting my pants, and then I sat back down. <laughs> He's like, good, because I didn't have any extra money to throw at this OnlyFans. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> good. I didn't feel like calling HR today anyway. Yeah, it's like, wow, I wasn't sexually harassed today, and that's how I like to keep it. But, but you can see that, like... That guy, like, I really don't think... I mean, okay, certainly there's... We've had in the last few years a lot of examples of people who in the workplace, you know, I'm thinking of the Me Too movement in Hollywood specifically, have, like, systematically sexually harassed others over the years, you know? Yeah. I don't know who this Jeffrey Chupin character is, but it's seeming to me from, like, reading that story that he wasn't doing that, like, over the years, and he just... You know, he was like a normalish guy, and then he like can't use technology and was like confused. Yeah, and it was like between this call, let me like let me put on my. I think he thought he took his camera off and probably put himself on mute, and then he was watching porn or something. I'm sure. You know, uh, <laughs> I don't know what he was doing. I'm just thinking of how it could have gone. He found my OnlyFans. He page. found your OnlyFans. Then he was doing his stuff, but it turns out that also his audio and video were on in the other room. And can you imagine, I mean, how embarrassing. You even have nobodies like us making fun of him. You know, when his suspension is up and he's back at the office, Mm -hmm. like, you know he's got a new nickname. At least one, yeah. Yeah. Like, like the Zoom wanker. Yeah. (laughs) Or something like that. Or just, like, camera shy. Or just, like... The cam girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, camera shy, right? Um, I forget what I was going to say, but that's good for a podcast to do that. Yeah, I do feel bad for... Oh, okay. It reminded me of, like, Anthony Weiner. God, I remember him. Yeah, before he descended into just, like, continuing to do the same thing over and over, um, he he clearly has a sex addiction. It's got to be pathological. Oh, he do- at that he point. clearly does. I watched a documentary on him, and I, I felt bad actually for him because he he was just systematically like destroying his life in the most ridiculous ways. But when he was doing the Carlos Danger stuff, you know, and he was pretending to and he was sexting like a bunch of people, and then when it first came out, there was all these calls for him to resign. And at that point, I thought he should have just gone in front of the public and been like, "Look." You guys elected me to... Oh, because he tweeted something. He tweeted a shot of his underwear. Like, he meant to tweet it. Oh, my God. Remember that? He meant to tweet it to, like, just one person that he was, like, DMing or something. But he tweeted it to, like, all of his followers. You know, that's... And, yeah. It's a mistake it could be made. And it it was by him. And I would go have gone in front of the public and been like, look, that was... I'd be like, look, I'm Anthony Weiner. I am really embarrassed by that. <laughs> and I am sorry that all the people who follow me on Twitter had to see that. And I'm sorry to my wife who I told that I would be like monogamous with. Um, you guys voted for me 
and I'm going to serve out my term. And if you don't want to elect me again, fine. That's what I would have said. No, no. questions. Bye. But then he, he resigned and then he continued to go on some spirals. And then I think he just got out of prison for some random thing. So. And here's the thing. He, like, he's not breaking the law. At that point, no, no, he wasn't. Like, so, and this is a real, like, this is one of those moments of, um, that, that I, I, we need to reckon with the fact that elected people are people and like they're going to do things like this and why are we holding anthony weiner to a higher standard and then we proceed to have like trump yeah whom we like sexually assaulted people we just expect to like get worse every day yeah he doesn't disappoint (laughs) that's true he does on that one dimension continually exceed I would give him an A plus. Yeah, and on, being horrid. <laughs> on being progressively more horrid yeah. as time goes on. But I, I think there is a, a serious reckoning that we should... And this is happening more and more. And, and not even just in sexual scandal, right? But just it's becoming increasingly apparent that with 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 our society as transparent as it is compared to say 20 years ago that the people in charge barely know what they're doing that's very clear to me anyway and, and i'm sure to everyone else like and like that's fine i mean it's not no but it's like not, it's not fine like we need to find a way to reconcile the fact that people are going to be people in those positions while also keeping the lights on yeah I don't think that we should be saying elected officials have to step down because of, like, infidelities. Because, like, who cares? That's between them and their, like, spouses. If, like, Clinton should have resigned. He abused his power to, like, do unmentionable things in office. So I don't have a problem with someone like Clinton being, like, put on trial. Mm Mm-hmm. But Anthony Weiner is just sexting people. It's kind of like... Yeah. I mean, people have... Presidents have been abusing their office for a long time before Clinton. And for a long time after. Clinton was abusing his various offices for a long time before he was president. And I don't know know about afterwards because we stopped paying attention to him. But, um, (laughs) I mean, as governor of Arkansas, he was doing some stuff, too. Did you just pronounce it Arkansas? I didn't mean to. I think you did. Arkansas. Let let the record show. Arkansas. You can yes, Air Kansas. Air Kansas. Oh man, Air Kansas would be like the Can- coolest movie. It'd Kansas. be like Kansas in the sky. It'd be like Air Bud. Yeah. Oh. Can- Kansas and Air Kansas. It'd be like if like can like people put like rocket thrusters on the bottom of Kansas and then one day they just were like fuck this we're out mm-hmm. and they left America <laughs> you're not in I don't think we're in Kansas anymore we're in air Kansas <laughs> that's not Judy Carlin's voice at all <laughs> that was a, a voice that was approximating a character I came up with today called Titty Bear that was the worst segue in history <laughs> no, in order to just mention the worst character ever created <laughs> Earlier today, we were talking about how Brian was a teddy bear, but then he's like, I'm a titty bear. And then I was like, Mama, where's Titty Bear? Where's Titty Bear? 
I'm just imagining a Paddington bear with like a bra on and a raincoat and a raincoat and, and boots. I was picturing more of a um, classic teddy bear with just some boobs. <laughs> Very cottony boobs. Yes, cottony. Yeah, and plush kind of. Did it It'd be a little weird if it was like human breasts. Yeah, I don't want that. No one needs to see that. That this that you can find on my OnlyFans. Yeah, that, that you have to pay extra for. Okay, yeah. that's not the free. This is a free podcast. <laughs> Please. Um, this is easily the most perverted episode we've recorded, <laughs> and we might lose any followers that we had, or we'll gain a bunch. Yes, this is a risk, but yeah, nothing venture, nothing came. <laughs> this is the hill we want to die on. Titty bear hill. Titty bear hill. And I was, you were like, "What accent is that?" I'm like, "It's, it's um, President Carter." <laughs> Obviously. I, what else? Right. Who else would play Titty Bear? Yes, the Jimmy Carter. It doesn't even sound like Jimmy Carter. I know. Well, Jimmy Carter's voice was not quite as high as the as a child who owns or uh, Titty Bear. I'm done. I'm so done. We have listener questions. <laughs> and you're like, you told me that previously that was the worst segue. And your segues are, I'm done. We have listener questions. This is, I'm trying to salvage what remains of the wreckage of our podcast. And out of the ashes was born the same podcast. <laughs> okay, read the question that we got. If this was an OnlyFans uh, interaction, all your paying fans would be signing off. Yeah. Taking their tips with them. Well, that's the magic of editing because <laughs> yeah. all of that silence is going to disappear. Um, listener Veronica asks, do you have any bad advice on how to get through grad school? Bad advice? Yeah, don't do homework. <laughs> oh, the bad advice is... Yes, I do. <laughs> I even have some probably some good advice, too. Um, should we start with the bad? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I don't want to hear the good. Yeah, right. I'm over it. Well, thank you, Veronica, for your question. Um, lucky for you, I'm starting grad school, and Connie over there has uh, is on like the, the sunsetted version of that. And I has... finished grad school. Yeah. Yeah several years ago um so bad advice would be um don't look at when the classes you need are offered uh and have no idea of when you're going to take them and then have to pay tuition longer because you didn't take them in time when they were offered in sequence is this from experience no i I did it the right way actually okay but (laughs) I think this is going to get confusing. Let's just give, like... Just things that we did bad, that we did wrong? Oh, well, I haven't done anything yet. Oh, eh, well. You want a surefire way to get kicked out of grad school, don't do your homework, and then mouth off your dear advisor. About it. <laughs> About it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Brian tried to go to grad school before, but... Yeah, that didn't go well. Yeah. I've been blessed with a second chance. Yeah. In Brian's defense, he... It was smart enough to be able to do well in the class without doing the homework. You know what's ridiculous? If that damned homework hadn't counted for 30% of the grade, I would have had like a B plus yeah. in that class. What I w- will say, this is a good, this is a switching to good advice. And this is something that I think has made me like successful in school, just in general, 
is like when I get the syllabus, I look through it, like the whole thing, and I'm mm. like, here's what we're doing, more or less. We're ta- we're doing like, for example, you know, one of my classes, there was four papers, and we had to turn all of them in but only the three highest grades counted and then beyond that we had to do these discussion questions that we got like credit or no credit for and participation so i was like looking at it i'm like all right in order to get an a i need to do these things and then i proceeded to to the best of my ability do those exact things so it's like you kind of have to like what's the game that i have to play to to win this class and speaking of like let's say you have four essays and only the highest three count try to do really well on the first three yes um, I would do that. Th- because then you can fuck off on the fourth one. Right, right. Or like be like a little more bold or experimental or whatever you like warrants in your department. Right, right. Or not just not have to stress out about it and just do what, right. what, what you, you know, don't make yourself look stupid to the professor by phoning it in. But at the same time. So um, it's, it's basically like you have to, the goal of grad school is not solely to get good grades, but you do want to get good grades for various reasons you might want to go to a phd program after that you might want as brian does you might want to have good recommendations for jobs you might just want i don't know you have different reasons so you know you might want to get a scholarship squeaky chair squeaky chair squeaky chair don't care don't do care, care. <laughs> yeah squeaky chair. Um, so um if i think it's worth sitting down and figuring out like what you need to do during that semester and when you need to put the effort in in order to get as good of a grade you possibly can. Yeah. And 100% pace yourself. Don't wait for the last minute. For like Procrastination is going to be the death of you. Yeah. If yeah. you decide to do it. It's not like undergrad where you can, like some people have the ability to just breeze through and do everything at the last minute. You can't do that in grad school. It is because, and like, I think that speaks to there's, there's a, a particular difference between undergrad and grad, and it's that grad school is a job. Like, maybe you don't always get paid for it, but the amount of, like, work and responsibility that's on you is equivalent to, like, an actual, like, a career. Mm-hmm. And you can think of this almost as the first step in whatever career you're trying to pursue. Is it, um, is this person going to grad school? Um, that's all they said. Okay. So, just curious. Um, yeah, it, I would assume that they're doing grad school. It is a harder school. I mean, as you get higher up in the schoolings, they just get harder. They should. That's the whole point. Yeah. I mean, what if you got a PhD and it was easier than grade school? That would be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that would cheapen the whole degree. It's like I got a PhD in. Mm, stacking blocks on top of each other (laughs) oh wait that was preschool so yeah (laughs) yeah it just gets harder and harder so um it's just a higher level i would say try and do as best you can all the time but all at the same time your mental health is important and also i will say too about grad school what one mistake i did make was um i didn't look at it as much as a networking thing as i should have because it really was especially the program i did i was looking at it more like i'm going to to pawn 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 own pawn pawn i'm gonna pawn this program academically which i proceeded to do because you know i'm good at school i guess (laughs) you know because i rock yeah well i have limitations but i'm good at like school so i mean 
Okay. So okay. I, so I did that, but I should have like, and my advisor did try and tell me like I probably should have not just taken it as part time as I did, and I didn't want to be stressed out, but. I also should have done it more quickly and I should have probably like networked with more of the like other students and uh, and professors a little bit. Although I did, you know, I talked to the professors, but like I was always in different cohorts because I was taking it like one class at a time for a while. So it's like, you know, I knew people from a bunch of different years, but I didn't really have like a group of people that I like knew that well. And it really was a a networking situation. So I think you want to do that as well, but don't spend all your time social. I mean, you're there for the academics, but you're also there to to make connections right yeah and i think this goes back to it being like your quote-unquote first job maybe it's not your like first gig or whatever but Mm -hmm. like it's definitely like this is the same type of stuff that you'll want to continue to do out of grad school Mm -hmm. right you want to continue to do your work well continue to pace yourself continue to worry about your own mental health Mm -hmm. but you also want to socialize and you want to get to know your coworkers. Mm -hmm. um it doesn't apply if you're doing grad school full time and you're not working, but when I was in like grad school, right, like you, but when I was in grad school, I was working full time. So what I would do would be, all right, this is when I have papers due. I know that I'm probably not going to get it done in time. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take the days before these are due off. And I did that. So I had time oh, to, that's clever. To, to write them and finish stuff. Or it's like, okay, this is a day I have a final i'm gonna request that day off right and i'm gonna be i know i'm gonna be studying that day and right. i'm not I, I don't recommend cramming or waiting till the last minute but inevitably that's what's gonna occur and obviously take the day of the final off yeah i did <laughs> yeah. well the finals that i had were given mostly after work in the evening anyway so it's not like it was a conflict with work but like i didn't want to be running from work right to that and try and get into the, the mindset of what i needed to know i was gonna take that day off sit in the library oh i see what, and okay. like and even if i'd already studied like don't leave it till last minute don't start studying then but even if i'd already studied i'd be like let me spend this afternoon before i take this test at like six yep. like studying all this shit so i can get an a that that makes a lot of sense yeah um i do have like burnout is going to be a problem in grad Mm -hmm. school. And the way around that that I have found is to get back to the roots of why you went to begin with, like, because you can lose sight of that. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important to keep like a, a problem that you found interesting in mind. Like we'll take this into context of mathematics because that's what I'm going to be doing it in. Like, for me, I really like logical systems and I like, you know, different ways about thinking about what's true. And so whenever I start getting burnt out thinking about math or doing homework or whatever, I can always look back at that problem as kind of an inspiration for what I'm doing at that particular moment. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Right, you can be like, this is why I'm learning this. Like, this is right. hard, but it's going to help me do what I want to do later on. Right. Like, let's say you're in a uh, an education program and you really want to work with, like, uh, whatever. Uh, let's say you want to, like, focus on special education or something <laughs> like say, that. Like the uneducated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's say you want to focus on special education, but you have this um, technology in the classrooms mm-hmm. course that you have to take you find it miserable try to relate that problem of your your interest in special needs students with technology in the classroom 
and keep trying to find ways to relate the material that you're learning with the goal that you had in mind when you started. Mm-hmm. And that's good, actually, too, because a lot of, I don't know how it is with math classes, but a lot of classes, you'll have to do projects where you can have some degree of selecting the topic, but you're going to look at a um, under a framework of that specific class. So, for example, like a technology in the classroom, they might have you do a, ca- a final project where you did a prototype for a module or something. And so if you continually tie that back to the subject area or the policy area that you're interested in, like for in this example, special education, then you'll develop um, your own like depth of knowledge in that area. And it'll help you when you create these um, special projects for each class. Yeah, because it definitely, like, you get this, it's amazing what you learn at the moment might not make a lot of, like, sense Mm -hmm. to fit in, but sometimes, like, down the road, you'll be, you'll be shocked at how much you learn winds up coming in handy. Yeah. Yeah. In ways that you never expect it. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think that. That about does it uh, for me. I mean, there's a ton of stuff to learn, like, for, like, little techniques. But, like, at that point, it feels like I'll just be micromanaging your education experience. And that's the last thing that you need. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, I have a question, too, that was asked of, of me. Uh, Are we ready to move on to another question? Or do you want to say more about education? Is that what we were talking about? education yeah i i what did you think you were, we were talking about i for some reason thought we were talking about how to make like the perfect salad <laughs> well your answer is very flawed in that case because <laughs> you didn't address salad one time i just you know what i didn't even get the dressing your brain is in your only fans channel i yeah. almost brought that up again and i'm like that joke is so tired i need to pivot <clears throat> the joke the joke was tired the from joke, the beginning. The joke just took a big sip of coffee, much like Brian's about to. My coffee's done. Oh, okay. it, it's so done. You're just turning toward the empty cup. It's done. Well, I was looking at like I thought it wasn't done, but Here. then I looked in and I got sad. Oh, do you want to pause just to make more coffee? No, let's is... keep this train. Let's keep on a chugling. <laughs> I was. I'm looking at the question I got, um, but the question is in the form of a screenshot that I took because it came through a text. And so my screenshot was faking me out, telling me that the time was 11.17. And I was late. like, I was like, it's like pretty late in the day. I'm like, it's 11.17? I'm like, Jesus Christ, like it's so late. Like <laughs> I have to work tomorrow. It's so out. Yeah, it's <laughs> not. It's like 5.30. All right, anyway. So the question that we received is from Chase. Oh, thank you, Chase. Thank- yes. Wait, he's asked a question before, hasn't he? Yep. All right, welcome back. Return customer. Return, Can't wait to ruin your day. Return questioner. Return. Hey, I like that. Mm-hmm. I guess you like the answer to our the other question that we answered. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, I'll take it. So this is a question that's inspired by our ongoing hot dog, hamburger, and sandwich discussion. God, why? As well as the new british bake-off have you ever watched that show i have it's so delightful it is delightful the question is are brownies a type of cake so on the on the new british bake-off 
the a contestant said about brownies, they're not my favorite cake. That was a bad accent. Yeah. Aren't they? Like, aren't they literally just cake? Well, I was going to say they're not cake. So, in my opinion, they're not. <laughs> we disagree. How can you? Wait. Hold on. I think brownies are cake. Yeah, they're cake. like the same ingredients. I think you make them the same exact way you would make cake. Well, brownies are usually like, a lot of times they're flakier. At least I've eaten brownies that were pretty flaky. I think you're flaky. Well, I didn't I didn't make no. them. I can't help it. <laughs> Sorry. I can't I've... help <laughs> This is getting personal. <laughs> yeah. I'm not either. And I, ne- and I ain't neither. I ain't neither. Wait, hold on. Let's ask to the bell. Because it's... No, get... No. <laughs> I can't Jimmy deal Carter. with that. President Carter. President Carter did not... No. <laughs> I feel like... It, like President Carter has no opinion on this. Yeah, he's not even here. He's off, like, being a neolib in the Middle East or something. <laughs> he's off being, like, 95 and building houses. Yeah, he's, like running habitat for humanity or something yeah i don't know i i don't know but wait how do you make like isn't the way you make a brownie virtually identical to how you make a cake only you don't like it just like collapses i've never made a cake and i've never made a brownie so i couldn't tell you but i just feel like brownies are different from cakes the the, i've had brownies that were very much on cake like you sometimes you can make brownies that are similar where they're kind of spongy you know yeah but well first of all a brownie would never i've never seen a brownie be other than anything other than like two inches high at most okay you never have one that's like a wedding brownie a wedding brownie would be pretty weird like no it? one's ever like i'm a, i'm getting married i want to have a brownie for my cake you it's know not what? an option i think the 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 paste what do you call the paste the batter like bro- <laughs> say the dough i was wrong the brownie batter <laughs> the is brownie. usually a lot thicker isn't it uh, maybe boy we suck at this we're not <laughs> good on. at baking I, you know what i really need to know what the difference is like oh there's no baking soda in brownies so it doesn't ever rise is that right? Yeah. That's why they're always so flat. Yeah, that, that'll that do it. I, I was onto something. So it's just an unleavened cake. Okay. So it's not a cake. <laughs> That's... <laughs> you say unleavened cake, I say not cake. It's not even unleavened. Unleavened would imply that there's yeast in it. Yeah. This just doesn't ever get like the little soda, like mm-hmm. tiny bubbles. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I see why people could think brownies are cake. I mean, in some ways they are. They're all, they're like sugary, doughy stuff that are treats. But I think of them as their own their own thing. Um, I mean, I guess they are. It's like, like a cake spinoff. I think they taste substantially different enough that they... Like, it's fair to call them a different thing. Also, the only type of brownie is chocolate brownie, isn't it? No, they have blondies, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which are just brownies that don't have chocolate in them. Oh, weird. And then there's chocolate chip brownies, which are just brownies that don't have chocolate in them, but have chocolate chips. So they're blondies with chocolate chip? And then there are peanut butter brownies. Then there are cheesecake brownies. Then there are strawberry brownies. 
Whoa. And then there's like um, rhubarb brownies. I'm making things up now. Although rhubarb brownie does sound really good. When did you start making them up? Like after Blondie. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I was like, wow, you really had a lot broader of a brownie horizon than I did. But it turns out you were just pathologically lying. I'm brownie woke. <laughs> I'm really good at lying about food. <laughs> You're like, inside of this brain of mine is it? A virtually unlimited series of lies about food <laughs> it's like the pathways are created in my brain such that i can sound very authentic and convincing when it comes to sweets <laughs> you're in the wrong line of work it was because when i was young i used to take pixie sticks and pour them into mountain dew and then drink that entire substance mm-hmm. it's a miracle i don't have diabetes yeah, I think you have even the, you, you might not have pre-diabetes as far as your actual levels, but I feel like you just have it. <laughs> you're, you're, like you're primed. I'm ready for it. You're ready for diabetes. My body is ready. <laughs> you're ready and waiting. So, I guess not. Re yeah. Chase's question. We kind of agree. They're probably Yeah, they're not cake. They're not yeah, cake. I mean, they're they're cake-like, but this is like you know, it's like a bun is different enough from bread to make a hamburger not a sandwich. Even though I think in the last one I said it was a sandwich. You did. <laughs> that was your position. But you, you lie about food, as we already established. So who knows what you even believe. <laughs> I, I just want to watch the world burn. When it comes to... Yeah, you're just a food nihilist. This, <laughs> this man is nihilist, Donnie. There's nothing to be afraid of. I mean a, ha- I mean a hot dog. I mean a hot dog. <laughs> I have a brownie... Uh, anecdote growing up the food co-op that my parents belonged to would have like a baking contest i guess every year and so my mom would enter um an entry for me but like so like one of them was connie's carob coconut brownies and i would like air quotes help her by like licking the spoon and the bowl <laughs> you did so much but, but i wasn't like making them at all i've never made them and yes i was little i mean i was like six or whatever so sure but so many times those would either win or like whatever like my mom made and like entered like as mine would like either come in like second or third in, in whatever class it was in so i kind of won but at the end of the day I, I really didn't deserve anything like in name only i won yeah but you know at the downstairs while the adults were doing their little like baking awards and tasting the kids were down there and we were having contests um, based on things we drew and one year i won something and i picked a a barbie of all toys that they had oh that's nice cut off its hair (laughs) of course you did because it was like it was like the hand-me-down like older barbie that i got so i was like i can cut this one's hair it's fine Anyway, Just good story. Ever bro. the progressive. Yeah. Yeah. Good story. That's you should tell that story at parties. Yeah, I should. No, I really, go, it's a good story. I can't go I to parties that's funny. anymore. The thing about parties is um it's hard to like capture an audience to tell long stories that people like quickly lose interest. The thing about a podcast is people lose interest. <laughs> they stop listening. But sometimes they're too lazy to hit stop and and they listen uh. to the whole story. Isn't isn't atrophy just perfect for our audience? 
We're just relying on sedating you enough so you don't turn us off. It's like it's it's just easier to listen to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Trust us. It's just easier. Uh-huh. It's look, we know how this is gonna end. Plus it might get it's really good. It. Yeah. Soon. It the might. Thir- you know, they they haven't even seen the like the second act twist. Right. Foresh- right? That's foreshadowing. I yeah. think we did. Mm-hmm. They'll get there, and then they'll be like, whoa, I'm glad I stuck around. Yeah. Glad I shared this with all my friends. The twist is Brian doesn't even eat food. (laughs) The the twist is Brian is food. He he eats Soylent Green. And Soylent Green is people. So I've heard. I never read that book. Oh, it's a book? I thought it was... Oh, you know what? It's probably, like, the movie based on the book, and... I think so, yeah. I don't know. It's from the 70s. Who cares? Who cares what those people were doing? Yeah, they didn't know anything. They were on acid anyway. idiots. (laughs) Fucking hippies. Fucking fucking hippies. Yeah, real glad I said that. Tune in. Turn on. Drop out, man. (laughs) Uh. Anyway. So what else is going on? Besides yawning. Not a whole lot. I'm just taking it easy. Um, I'm getting ready to start my new thing, which is very... Which is moving and going to grad school. Yes. No, that's actually... So, this year, I've been like, well, this year is fucking awful. I'm going to try to, like, improve my life in every way possible so I can come out, like, a better person at the end of it. Like, and all stress aside, I've, you know done all the things where I've like quit smoking, drinking, like soda. Um, and now I'm going to start, well, I was working out for a little bit and then I got lazy, but I'm going to get back on that bandwagon. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to walk around. going to walk, going to do the chugle right on down to the shop. Is chugle a way of movement? I think so. Okay. You're going to do the chat and I just love that word. Chugle. You're gonna Roomba around. I get around. What is that like? That like Beach Boys song. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. They get around till till my daddy takes the T bird away. That's another one. I think. Oh, is that a different one? I don't know. The Beach Boys, I think, just had one song. <laughs> it's like five hours long. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Beach Boys songs are all about like going to the beach, girls, and driving in muscle cars, as far yep, as I can tell. That sounds about right. Oh, except their last album is really like uh, Brian Wilson takes a very different turn with the Beach Boys, and he starts talking about like the end of time. And what happens as society collapses? I'm not even making... I'm not even kidding. That is... He, like, gets oddly serious. No, I believe you. Um, Everybody... Not everybody. Many separate people have told me that they think the Beach Boys are, like, great musicians and are, like, ahead of their time. I guess. <laughs> I guess you haven't been one of them, but I think it's based on... What is the last one, Pet Sounds? Yeah, yeah I, I that's, think, yeah. That seems to be a critically acclaimed album, but I'm not going to say the Beach Boys are bad or boring or not that, but I don't really listen to them much. Um, 
I can't relate to the their earlier stuff about like having fun until your daddy takes the T-bird away because for me I was more like I'm going to take the Plymouth Neon to my job until my parents get in a fight with me over something that's probably their fault and threaten to not let me use it so I can't go to work. <laughs> and that's not as catchy of a song. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really hold the same uh it doesn't hold the same like vigor. Yeah, like I wasn't um my daddy was not giving me a T-bird or any car <laughs> to drive around with. It was more um hey, this car has an 8-month inspired expired inspection inspired inspection <laughs> and eight, this car's an eight month expired inspection and really dim headlights and bald tires do you want to drive around when we don't need the car sure oh god yeah no that's like every car that my parents yeah owned up until recently mm-hmm. no it was not pet sounds i cannot think of the name of this album mm-hmm. you'll have to give me one second to find it okay yeah, I found it. It's, it's Surf's Up is the album I'm thinking of. Mm, and by it, surf, we mean time or life and society. Yeah, get a load of this shit. They're um, hung velvet overtaken me, dim chandelier awaken me to a song dissolved in the dawn. The music hall a costly bow. The music all is lost for now to a muted trumpeter swan, columnated ruins domino. Oh, really good lyrics. That's a fucking Beach Boys song. It's a good poem. It's such a good song. It's called Surf's Up, mm-hmm. and I highly recommend it. I'll have to listen to it. Yeah. It's um, it's damn good. You don't think about that from Daddy Took the T-Bird Away, <laughs> no. that they would come out with like, oh yeah, the world is getting older with me. <laughs> I was... When I was... I don't know how old I was, probably like seven or eight, nine, and I was given for the holidays two cassette tapes one was the beach boys i think it was like best of and one was frat house favorites what <laughs> my dad gave these to me for some reason <laughs> frat house favorites had a um illustration on the front of like this sort of like rickety frat house where there's like at the top of like a hill where there's like a party going on and there's like cartoon people like being you know animal housey like up the up the like hill and i like kind of showed it to my mom like i don't understand like like what's like what's a frat house and i was like oh, it's a place that's not very nice to women <laughs> <laughs> she was right but it didn't really answer my question either yeah, right. but i liked a lot of the songs on there like um yakety yak don't talk back i don't think that's how it goes wait really like yakety yak i don't know uh-huh. and then there had um under the boardwalk okay okay and they my favorite like song as a kid manford man's do i did do dum do do that is the best fucking song on earth on the bus i may have told the story before i've told you before i'm telling it again it's happening <laughs> on the bus the, my the bus driver would listen to the oldies station and whenever that song came on all of us would go insane all the like third graders are like screaming like do i did it did it dumb did it do yeah the bus is like rocking yeah it's like it was pandemonium we loved that song oh it's so good so and then i got it on frat house favorites so we could listen to it when we we're driving around so yeah. did you did you go wild in the car i loved it and then um so 
the Beach Boys one, I think I remember that's how I heard like the T Bird away. And I think I like asked like my dad about like what's the meaning of the song and he was basically like explained it like they were driving around and having fun, but then they were gonna take their car away. But I just didn't it didn't really didn't land as a as an eight year old. It's a catchy little ditty, but it's mm-hmm. not like you know, there's nothing quite as like amazing to an eight year old as do I diddy. Yeah, exactly. Let's see, what how old were you with this? I was like definitely under third grade. Under third or grade. Third. I'm trying to think. I had in third grade, I think I had um I had a couple records. I had like a forty five of Don McLean's American Pie. That was on the bus when I was in high school, and that's the first time I heard it, and I, I kind of liked it. Yeah, I had that. I had the Ballroom Blitz. Um, I had the Stray Cats album that had the Stray Cat Strut. Oh, I'm not familiar. That's Stray cool. Cat Strut, a lady's cat. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's so good. It takes that real, like, sexy, bluesy rock, and just, it's about cats. <laughs> <laughs> Supposedly. <laughs> um... And then I had a cassette that had a bunch of puns on it. Oh, and that, that's what created you. There was a song on there called a forty-five caliber pun. Uh-huh. And I don't that's the only song I remember off of it. Like gun. Yeah. Oh because it was God. supposed to be like about a cowboy who like went around telling p- bad puns to people. You know what I would do if a cowboy did that? I would shoot him right in the head. <laughs> <laughs> and it would be the Wild West, and I would face zero consequences. You'd probably be celebrated. Yeah, exactly. I'd be the like governor. Because humanity is just nothing but a bunch of monsters who can't appreciate a good joke every now and then. Yeah, I went there. I thought we were talking about puns. Ugh. Anyway, was the ball was the ballroom uh, thing like just ballroom music? Ballroom blitz. Yeah. Oh no, that's a like a real like fast 80s hair metal song oh okay what is that like uh is um i forget the lyrics exactly it's like da 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 and it turned into a ballroom blitz ballroom blitz you know what blitz the ballroom blitz oh that's cool down the street there was this family that like they get this babysitter that i really we really like too so she babysit for us so whenever those kids were being babysat we'd go over and insert ourselves into the into the babysitting and make her play her play with us too like chase us we'd pretty much make her chase us around but she had asthma so she'd sometimes have issues she'd have to stop chasing us and like do her inhaler and stuff but she was a good sport and then when we were over there we'd put on um uh simon and garfunkel cecilia on the record player and dance like over and over and like i'll be dancing to that very nice i still still like that song uh i had a 33 of i think it's the cars Mm -hmm. first album was really good it had this like lady with super red lipstick like holding a clear steering wheel oh wow i'm not familiar with the cars really i think i've heard them but i don't i couldn't tell you what they they played uh so let the good times roll mm-hmm. is like one of the, i think their biggest hit let mm. the good times roll let them beat you around sure mm-hmm. isn't that what they say in new orleans uh you have never been there oh okay well me either actually but i think so i've heard about it though oh. so 
And then my first CD was the Smash Mouth. <laughs> Uh, oh no that was my second CD my first one was a bunch of box violin concertos my first one of my first CDs too was also like it wasn't Bach but it was um baroque music it was like a baroque CD that my parents got me for some reason I bought this (laughs) I like was at like a dollar store and I wanted to purchase something you're like I got a dollar burning a hole in my pocket Mm -hmm. and so I picked up like two of his violin concertos mm-hmm. and you're like mother this is sublime <laughs> it, it just downhill from there <laughs> she's like who the fuck are you i think that was the point when they realized i was different <laughs> this kid well he seemed ain't right but he's he's all right yeah no you're not your parents don't talk like that but <laughs> that's what they were thinking yeah yeah well ryan's different it's like one of my redneck cousins <laughs> Which one? Uh, Any of them? Ha, 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 you're real funny. <laughs> Whenever you're like, oh, my, that's my cousin. And I'm like, oh, oh, which cousin? You're like, I don't talk to them. <laughs> I, I'm I, like, I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're just like not speaking terms with your cousins. <laughs> you're like, I don't talk to those people. To be fair, most of them is just like, they lead different lives than me. And I'm like, I'm going to bore them as much as they're going to bore me. Yeah, I'm not like in active touch with my cousins either. Although I'm not... Ref- I'm not adverse to talking to them. Like, hey, we share common ancestry. Mm-hmm. That's something, isn't it? Our grandparents were the same. Our our grandparents, your, your mom's my aunt. <laughs> <laughs> and vice versa. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, howdy. What a world. Our moms are each other's aunts. I mean, wait, our moms are, yeah, I don't know. Our parents are siblings. Yeah. <laughs> 150 years ago, we would be getting married. <laughs> so you want to make out? <laughs> God. Ew. That's nasty. Taboo. Gross. No. Ugh, and no. I thought the OnlyFans was going to be the worst part of tonight. It just went downhill. You can't start off with the worst thing. Yeah, you can. No one said you couldn't. You're right. No, that's a lie. You said you couldn't. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Well, we've listened. We've talked about music. What other music did I listen to when I was a kid? I got into the Roaches. <laughs> Have you heard of them? No. Oh. I I got into music for a few years based on like the CD covers at the library. Oh, that'll do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Judging music by its cover. It was because yeah, it's not like you could listen to them without taking checking them out. There was an album that my sister had that I had. I think it was Green Jello, mm-hmm. and it's like the guy who was in um, I forget the guy's name. He's like in a, I don't know. It's like really dirty, like heavy rock, mm-hmm. and I'm like something like a six year old shouldn't have been listening to, <laughs> and yet there we were. God, what was his name? Oh, Green Jelly. Sorry. I wonder if Green Jello is like a cover band of them. It's like the same, like, associated acts of, like, A Perfect Circle, Guar, um, and Marilyn Manson is in uh, that, like, group interesting. of stuff. Hmm. And they had a song called The Three Little Pigs, and it was like, little pig, little pig, let me in. <laughs> Not by the hair of our chinny chin chin. It's like, at this point, you're just 
um, covering a nursery rhyme. They're like it was pretty close. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess you can get away with that if people are really into nursery rhymes and they. I mean, nursery rhymes are dark, you know. Yeah. Like in the Little Pig nursery rhyme, what like as I recall, like these three pigs are in town or something. And then they get like assailed and stalked back and like have their houses ruined. And and one of them had made a house that was like, like two of the three just made houses, not thinking that they were going to be victims of crime. Yeah. And so their houses weren't like fortified, like, um, compounds. And so they got eaten. And then the third one, won the game i guess because he built oh he overbuilt his yeah. house and so it could be because stand. he had he put murder holes into his walls did, oh, did he shoot i uh, don't know the, I'm wolf. Just... <laughs> the wolf couldn't um blow down like that fortified house um did the wolf i remember at least in some versions i think that we're trying to make the kids feel better that the wolf blew so much air that he got sick and like fainted and the other and the pigs like crawled out of his belly the other the brothers i don't even remember the other two getting eaten i thought like in the version that i heard they like ran to the next one's house and then the stick one blew down and they both ran to the brick one's house Mm -hmm. and then i'm sure in like the original fairy tale they were being devoured yeah if this is had anything to do with the grim brothers brothers grim (laughs) it was even remotely related the pig probably like or the wolf probably like grabbed the pig out of the pile of sticks that one house was made out of. And there and, was like, like a stick coming out of his head. Well, then he grabbed a stick and like impaled the pig on it and roasted it right over the fire yeah, right. of its own it, house. It's spit time. It, like bur- set the sticks. Oh, that's on the- I know. You could use like the straw for kindling too. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh man, that'd make some sick like art. <laughs> yeah. Like it, like a modern dark fairy tale picture book mm-hmm. of <laughs> the wolf like spit roasting the pigs. Oh, it's funny. It's like the only people that read picture books are children, so they would be upset. Well, but, who gives a shit about the kids? They don't read anyway anymore. Actually, yeah. They, they what are they on their damn social media accounts? Mm-hmm. Their kids are like dirtier than adults anyway. Who gives a crap? Okay, maybe, like, not five-year-olds, obviously, but, like, 12-year-olds. That's true. They're talking about a lot worse stuff on, like, 4chan. Yeah. Like, when I was 12 years old, we were, like, horrid online. Yeah. And that was the beginning of it. I can't even imagine what, like, kids are doing now. Yeah. They're probably on 4chan. (laughs) Jesus. Oh, I thought of a... uh topic we could talk about of like things that we did in the before times and i don't mean before cor- coronavirus i mean like when we were younger oh before the internet no not even before the internet just like 10 15 years ago that like nowadays wouldn't happen so i'll start off like like it's 2005 i want to go like i was going to study abroad but my semester didn't start till like march because it was south america so I was wanting to visit my friends at college, but my parents would not be cool and let me borrow a car for the weekend. So I went on Craigslist and found someone who was looking to share like a ride and like met, met him at like a coffee shop, like at the time that we were going to like go and, and like 
road to Hartford. And then he went because he was visiting his girlfriend. And then he like let me take his car the rest of the way. And he just hung out there. And then and then I went back and picked him up. And then we drove back and gave him 20 bucks. Holy crap. <laughs> I know. The things you would do in the before times. I wouldn't have even done that. I would not have given my car to a stranger. Right. Or, well, f- first I rode with a stranger and vice versa. Yeah. Either of us could have killed the other one. That is and impressive. Then, yeah. And then he gave me his car and I just drove it, parked it, didn't really drive I didn't it around. I not trust my Uber driver. Like- <laughs> no. And I'm wondering, was that stuff that people were doing back then or was that just me? But I wouldn't have been able to find somebody offering. It was just you. I wouldn't have been able to find someone offering that on the on Craigslist, though, if it was just me. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. I don't think you can go on now and like find someone to like give you a ride or like split gas money. I think in a big sense, and I've been thinking about this, believe it or not, the less and this is by no means an indictment of not trusting things, but I think that the less people trust something, the more likely it is that someone awful is going to do that thing. Like hitchhiking, for yes. instance. Like back in the day, like everyone hitchhiked. Maybe not everyone, but it wasn't like a super uncommon thing. Yeah, it was very common, I think. And like... It's like the shitty people continue to do it now. All the good people stop doing it. So it explicitly has become like just a bad idea. Exactly. Like when it becomes something, it's a vicious cycle where it's like the only people doing it are people that you're like, what's wrong with you that you're doing this? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Even though in reality, some of the people hitchhiking probably are fine. Many of them probably are. And some of the people who pick you up probably are also fine. But, like, at the same time, my assumption is if you're hitchhiking, you're going to murder me. And in the 60s, if I were alive, I probably wouldn't have had that assumption. Even though it was, you know, people did get killed by the hitchhikers, but it wasn't, like, a known thing. It wasn't, like, a known fear that we had. Yeah. Right. It, It just, like, it reminds me of, like, Nazi bars become Nazi bars because a Nazi goes there and, like they don't get kicked out <laughs> and so it just m- more and more of them keep coming and then the good people leave okay. until after a while it's just them there i didn't know about these nazi bars i guess i haven't ever really met nazis so this is not first-hand knowledge by any sense this is a a story just making me think of the movie Cabaret, which is another movie that I need to write down that I have to show you. You have so many movies. We need to, you know, what we need to do is do another movie review soon. I feel like we haven't done one in a little while. That's true. We do. Here's the movies that that I'm going to show you: A Fish Called Wanda, High Fidelity, and Cabaret. Okay, that that sounds fun. So I have movies that I want to show you too, yeah. but I don't know which ones yet. They're out there. They are out there. I want to show you another like anime. Mm-hmm. I want to, I want to like ruin you. <laughs> we watched that anime about what's Kiki's delivery service? Yes. Yeah, about this witch who rides around on her broom doing like Uber Eats. Yeah, pretty much. That that's <laughs> yeah. that's, a, that's a really that's apt. <laughs> or like Task Rabbit or whatever that yeah. thing is called. Yeah, it is like Task Rabbit. Yeah. But I don't know if she gets paid or she's just doing her service. I can't really remember. Yeah, it's just like free will or yeah. like goodwill. Goodwill, yeah. Yeah. 
That's just what witches do. Mm-hmm. But there are so many other good ones. Like, mm-hmm. although unfortunately, like, I know you are not a huge fan of horror. And yeah. that is my wheelhouse. So I might have to temper my suggestions a little. Anime horror? Yeah. Yeah. You know how my, like, sensibilities are delicate? <laughs> That's the most... That the way you phrased that says everything. It's like, um, I'm slightly cold all the time, and like my pulse watching an action movie shoots up to like 95 or 100. <laughs> and like, you're like someone, like, you're like a 19th century bouge who's like eats nothing but saltine crackers and sits at a like stares at a wall all day. Yes, they've committed me. That's. <laughs> It's like the yellow wallpaper short story or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like locked in a room. Except you're like, okay, you don't even realize you're locked in because you just, you have your saltines and that's all you care about. And my tea. And your tea. You're like very weak black tea. Yeah. And that's all I need. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm being mean, aren't I? I need to be kept. Well, no, it's actually sort of true. Except it's not, unfortunately. I have to, I have to work. Did I secretly find your ideal? <laughs> I don't want to do that as that's boring, but I do need to keep my um, exposure to uh, disturbing things at a minimum because I'm horrified by the world and reality. That's fair. So I need to. I'm fucking mood. Yeah. Um. So I don't want to watch a bunch of like people getting mutilated. You know what I mean? That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I also am a little bit... I have a lot of empathy for, like, violence. I know that doesn't make sense. I'm not empathetic for violence, but when there's, like... You can feel the violence. When there's a lot of mutilation, like, that I'm watching on TV, like, that's hard for me to watch. I feel... Even though I know it's, like, fiction, but it's, like, upsetting to me. You know? Yeah. I I get that. I, like... It kind of... I'm honestly surprised it doesn't upset, like, everybody either. I'm like, are you people yeah, still human? Fucking, What's wrong with you people? I can't watch... Like, Full Metal Jacket? Hell no. I can't even I've get past the first half of that film. Yeah. Didn't you watch it when you were, like, five? I did. Yeah. It fucked me up. Yeah. <laughs> Parents left for the, like, a couple hours or whatever. I'm like, I'm gonna go watch the Naughty movie. There's a reason that Naughty movie's naughty. When he blows his head off, that, like was not something a five-year-old needed to see. It is not. No. It, it is not. Um, Full Metal Jacket, I'm sure, is rated R. Yes. But a lot of... This is an observation that's been made before, and I would agree, is a lot of times like movies are given R or PG-13 ratings, even if they have like the littlest bit of sex in them. But they'll be like... A PG-13 movie will be like mad violent you know and yeah, they're like, oh right? yeah you could watch this if you're like 13 it's like but it's like disturbing as hell it's, yeah the like, rating system is all fucked up because and frank zappa i think talked about this is that it was instilling like whoever was in power got to choose the morals of society and that's why we wound up with sex being rated r yeah well empower politically but also an emotion picture association right yeah they're like violence is fine because if you guys thought violence wasn't fine, then the violence of the state and the police soldiers and exactly and the wars would be bad. So 
So go so ahead. You watch, can watch. Watch your violence. Watch your violence, my pretties. Watch your, what was that? Like the Bobo doll? What's a Bobo doll? There's like an experiment where a kid was watching, like got was shown violent like short films. Mm-hmm. And then like kids would hit this like clown mm-hmm. when they were playing. But they wouldn't do it before they saw the violence. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I'm not like Tipper Gore or anything like that where I'm like, Twisted Sister and video games are going to cause the downfall of society. But at the same time, I don't think that like violent imagery leaves zero impression on people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it's kind of ludicrous to suggest that and this is a big thing in video games. I'm probably going to catch flack for saying this, but shocker, looking at violent images makes you violent. It doesn't like you It's not chilling you out. Yeah. Put it that it way. Ain't chilling you out <laughs> and the fact that you like now have the thought of that possibility in your head means that it kinda made you a little more violent, even if you never act on that. The connection between, like, watching a violent video game and actually going out and shooting up your school, for example, I think is not proven and is tenuous and is theoretical and does not justify censorship by the government. But at the same time, you know, filling your mind with, like, a lot of violent and disturbing images, like, probably is a little bit... Is it going to, like... For me, it's not good to do. Is it going to cause, like, more school shootings? Probably not. Is it going to cause more spousal abuse? Probably. Potentially, or it's just... Or maybe it's more like when you see a news report later on of, like, the U.S., like, bombing Iraq, you might be like, whatever, I don't care. And instead of being like, oh my god, we just killed, like, hundreds of thousands of civilians. Yeah. Like, it's a little bit... I think it, like, reduces, like, the empathy. Like, it makes it less real. It's, like, abstract violence that occurs out there is not, like, a problem anymore once it's... You've been exposed to a lot of abstract violence that's occurred in video games. It's quite possible. And, like, it's, like... It's just... It's too soon for us to have any serious conclusion. All, like... But I do think, like, even, like, violent movies predispose people to violence. And that's what that Bobo doll experiment was mm-hmm. supposed to show. Well, certainly you would, you would learn, especially if it's the first exposure you've had to it, that can be a way that you learn that that's a thing. You know, and you start acting it out yourself. Um, you know, the Bobo thing that you're talking about, I guess, if the kids never, which hopefully they had never seen, like, people hitting other people you know if they're really little then it wouldn't have probably occurred to them you know but they're also not going to be able to be sheltered from that forever but it's a balancing act like i don't yeah tldr (laughs) tldl too long didn't listen (laughs) the hey point i'm making and i think brian is also making too but is for myself like I, i certainly don't think there should be like censorship of violence in media people can pick what they want to watch but at the same time i don't want to watch horror movies because i'm disturbed by reality and i don't need to be disturbed by fiction yeah i don't mind the rating system so much i just think that it might need revision like to be made a little more clear 
so mm-hmm. people can make more informed choices. Yeah, it's funny now too. Like they'll 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 rate things and they'll be like, for language and smoking. And I'm like, okay. I'm glad they put smoking trigger warnings on there, though. Well, I don't I don't know if they're trigger warnings as much as like they don't want kids to see it, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't like seeing it. Oh, okay. Like I'm still at the point where in my quit where seeing a cigarette isn't going to ruin my day, but it is going to be like, wow. That looks good. <laughs> but they don't ever put anything on, like, drug use, alcohol. Like, they don't put any of those other... They do in video games. Do they? Yep. Well, I don't see it on shows. I just see, like, smoking as the warning. Which, I mean, fine, I guess, but... I don't know. I feel like... If you were... If you've stopped quitting... If you've stopped smoking, you've quit, and I guess it could be a trigger, but I didn't interpret it as a trigger warning. I was thinking of it being as like, you know, you don't, we don't want kids exposed to the fact that people smoke, which yeah. I I think it's fairly obvious people smoke. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know if it's intended as a trigger warning, but I am right. glad it's there. Yeah. So you just not watch it? Well, no, I'll watch it. It just mm-hmm. like, I can have time to mentally prepare for it. Yeah. So that helps. Mm-hmm. It would be good if in the um, beginnings of shows on Netflix, for example, there was like a little button you could hit to sh- like show tr- show potential triggers or show content warnings, and then it would be like more detailed, but you'd have to go to that screen. Yeah. And then so it wouldn't just say like the few things that they thought that you should know about. It would show like everything you could possibly be like, you know, potentially triggered by. Not everything you could possibly because that's infinite, but just, you know the common things violence sexual mention of sexual assault you know yeah um, like binge drinking like um overdosing yeah whatever the fuck you know smoking um you know emotional abuse things like that and then you could people could be like all right like i'm ready or people who don't care about any of those things could be like i'm not even gonna look at that yeah so i'm ready (laughs) i'm ready to watch anything (laughs) i don't know that's just my suggestion netflix you could take it or leave it yeah and you can mail the check to us you can email the check to Connie at breakfastwithyourfriends.com. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that about does it for today. Um, so you can check us out at breakfastwithyourfriends.com. You can check me out at Garland Frenzy on the Twitter. Mm-hmm. Or on the Twitter at Garland Frenzy. I don't know what the proper way to do that is. Who knows? It's all made up. Um, you can check Connie out. Instagram. Drawn race underscore. Yeah, yeah. Thank um, you for listening to another episode, episode 34 of this podcast, whoop, whoop, whoop. entitled Breakfast with Your Friends. Yes. Sayonara. Bye.